Hey. Hey, Father. What's up, Megan? Oh, nothing. Just getting ready for this. Getting Last ready. Q&A. So Here we fun. go. I always think it's interesting what, because you know, you like set up the, you, you think about what's in your background whenever you go live. And so I set myself up next to these books, you know, to make it look like I'm in a, a smart place. Wow. I'm in my pink chair in my room. <laughs> There's dirty laundry over there, but you can't see that. So. That's just right. Like, yeah, and within the frame is immaculate, but yeah. if you like, could see around it, it'd be Not a whole different story. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So we've got people jumping on. As they're jumping on, do you want to kind of tell them what we're going to be doing today and kind of what the vision is? Yeah. For so welcome, everybody. So me and Father Mitch, if you watched last week, we did this last week, we're just kind of answer questions. Some people submitted questions and we just kind of talked about uh, things. And if you remember last semester, we had a brief little stint with this podcast called What the Catholic, where we did just that. We answered questions that people submitted and it was usually me or Father Mitch or Megan or one of the missionaries. And then sometimes a guest, we've had like Father Bryce. Um, who else have we had? Miss Elaine Byer, Luke mm -hmm. show, um, just to talk about whatever the topic that y'all asked about was. So we thought we could just rebrand this and continue this to do like a live conversation of what the Catholic. So pretty much this is what it looks like whenever we record the podcast. Usually we're actually, you know, together in the same room. <laughs> but so we just talk about what what's the deal, what's going on, when what what kind of questions, uh, how we can answer these questions. And so that's kind of what we're gonna do. So we have some questions that you submitted either um, as a, in, in, in the story or as a comment in response to what we asked today or over the last semester, people have submitted questions in the boxes on campus um, that they've wanted answered. And but the Catholic kind of took a little bit of a hiatus, but now we're coming back as a live, a live version. Coming back. We'll publish this uh, sub later on uh, to be part of the, the podcast that, that you can subscribe to on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the, all the podcast places. Um, so that if you don't get to listen to it live, you can still listen to it later on. Um, so that's that's the vision. So welcome to the inaugural episode of What the Catholic Live. So exciting, which is kind of scary because we can't edit out um, our goose. We can't edit anything. So <laughs> we better we better be on our A game. Better be. Or or the whole uh, spirit is just gonna gonna flow yeah, yeah. in, a, in a particular way. Not that we like. Edit had to edit a lot of things. Right. <laughs> Just like if I said something silly or uh -huh. usually with me, we had to edit out me <laughs> taking like periods yeah. of laughter. Right. Of podcasts, so. You know, Father Mitch and the squirrels, you know, they kind of have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those tangents, those are fun. So hopefully we, we don't have a ton of those today, but. That's right. Uh, yeah. Let us know that you're here. Let us know where you're. I mean, there's not. A ton of people here, I feel like, <laughs> but let us know where you're tuning in from. If you're tuning in from somewhere other than Tibet, Louisiana. That's right. I want to know where you're at. Um, I'm in Shriver, Louisiana right now. So that's that's not Thibodeau. I am in Thibodeau, but Shriver is an exciting place. Shriver's a metropolitan area. Oh, gosh. <laughs> to say the least. To say the least. Um, it is a pretty place. That it is. Yeah. 
So, and if you have if at any point we're talking and you're watching live and you have like a comment or you have a question that our conversation sparks, feel free to submit it uh, in the little comment thing right there. Or I think there's a way where you can actually ask a question too. Yeah, there should be a little question box that you can actually ask the question. If you ask it that way, um, everyone will still see it. So if you think mm -hmm. you're getting sneaky yeah. by asking it in, in a different way, that's yeah. not the case. So if you want to ask a question, we would love to answer questions live as well. But yes. uh, yeah, for the sake of time, we're going to be on here for about 30 minutes. So um, if you have to hop off and hop back on, we'll be here until about 2.30. But we're excited to, to be with you guys and answer yeah. questions. Um, just a little yeah intro um i know you guys know father patrick but i'm megan um i'm one of the missionaries um at st thomas and i've been here for four years and they probably really, know you better than me to be honest because you've been here for four i years. don't know if that's true <laughs> <laughs> but uh really excited to be here with you guys and even if it's just virtually and uh yeah fp do you want to open us up in a little prayer and then we'll we'll get started? yeah well, that's that's a good idea in the name of the father son and holy spirit amen Father, we thank you for the gift of this beautiful day. We thank you for the gift of the love that you revealed to us in Jesus, the gift of the resurrection, the gift of the Easter season. We ask that you would pour forth an abundance of your blessings upon all those who are watching, all the students and faculty and staff of Nichols, um, all those who are just in, in, in maybe in a difficult spot right now in their lives. We pray that your blessing and your love would continue to sustain them, that they may feel and know your presence with them. They may know that they're not alone may know that you are in control, you're guiding them, and are always with them. Just remembering in a special way those students and faculty and staff as they prepare to enter finals, just that the, the particular outpouring of grace and perseverance and diligence might be with them, Lord. We ask this through the intercession of Our Lady and all the angels and saints in heaven. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Awesome. We, Thank you, Father. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, let's get started with, let's do, you want to do some of the questions that came in through Instagram first? Yeah, we can, yeah, we can do, do those first and then we can jump into some of the, the older ones that we got that we have yet to answer. Hey, your mom's here. Did you see that? I just saw that. Hey, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> that we might have to edit out for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, so the, one of the first questions we got was about confirmation saints. So mm -hmm. we talked a little bit last week, or you guys did, um, talked a little bit last week about our favorite saints, but yeah, who right. is your confirmation saint? Who's your confirmation saint? Okay, great. Uh, so my confirmation saint is actually St. Jude. Um, so he's one of the apostles. Um, when I was confirmed, I wasn't like, I mean, I was in, I was like into the faith, but not like super, like I didn't, I, my knowledge of saints was not very widespread. Right. Um, so I didn't like go out and do a lot of research as to like, who do I want my confirmation saint to be? Um, but I picked St. Jude, honestly, mostly because my dad had a big devotion to St. Jude. He's just, I just, that's just his, uh, we'd always do like the St. Jude novena. And he had the St. Jude medal that he'd always wear. And uh, he all, yeah, he had a particular devotion to him. Um, and so whenever we would pray to something, it would always be um, So that is who I picked as my confirmation saint. Nice. Yeah, my so. confirmation saint is uh, St. Anne, the mother okay. of Mary. Um, I also, I probably had less knowledge about saints <laughs> than you did at my confirmation. Uh -huh. And yeah, really just about my faith in general. And so 
my pick to Saint. I um, actually picked her because I thought she was my mom's confirmation Saint. Um, because you know how you take on the Saint's name. Right. Name. So my mom's name is Brenda Ann Martin. And so I thought that her confirmation Saint was Saint Anne. Uh. Turns out that's not her confirmation Saint. It's her middle name. And so... Um, <laughs> Her confirmation saint is Elizabeth, but I took the name Anne because I thought that that was her confirmation saint. But it turns out Saint Anne has been a powerful intercessor and kind of chose me. And so it's been a cool, it's been cool just like discovering things about her um, right. and, and like the powers of her intercession. And so it's been really cool to just get to know the mom of Mary. Right. I like, yeah. came back into my faith and, um, yeah, I prayed to her for a lot of different, like prayed through her intercession for a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, yes. that's awesome. Very cool. So, um, yeah. Get, wait, what were you say? I was thinking about, like, you know, learning about, you were learning about St. Anne, and I was like, yeah, I, I've tried to learn about St. Jude, but unfortunately, there's, like, not a lot of things. Not so, a ton. <laughs> he's mentioned yeah. in the Bible maybe, like, three times. And uh, most, most of the things that I've, like, learned about St. Anne are not, yeah, there's not, like, a ton of uh -huh. things on her either, just because that was a really, yeah. Those, right it's just Early difficult time. in those they just, times they just, they didn't so. keep the best records then. yeah um so great sure. yeah what um what bible would you recommend getting that's the next question that we got through instagram which okay I think, yeah i think i struggled with this question like coming into my faith i was like i don't know what the difference right. is there are so many options why mm -hmm. are there so many options right right, right, right bible right. what bible do we use um so um I would recommend, so there's different, basically the, it's confusing because there's different translations of the Bibles. Um, so the Bible wasn't written in English, it was written in Hebrew and Greek, and so different people translated it into English. Um, and there's some, some Bibles you so as you, you, we talked about in a previous podcast, there's different, like there's the Protestant Bible and the Catholic Bible, and they have different kinds of books, and there's all kinds of reasons why that is. Go listen to that episode if you want to learn about that. But so when you when you're choosing a Bible, you want to make sure you choose a translation that includes the 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 entirety of the scripture. So what what the Catholic Bible would say. Um, so the short answer would be anything that says New American Bible, or Revised Standard Version. So NAB or RSV, uh, those would be good things. Um, I know like Ignatius Press has has a, a Bible and they even have like a study Bible, the Ignatius Study Bible that's mm -hmm. got all kinds of footnotes and things. Um, I know Ascension puts out about like the great the great adventure bible i think i think so mm -hmm. um that i've heard a lot of good things about so if you're looking for something with a little bit meat in it to like explain things give you footnotes great adventure bible would be good ignatius study bible would be good um if not anything that's in new american bible nab revised standard version rsv um those are those are the go-to's um in the catholic world so those that, that's the short answer i guess anything yeah. you want to add i guess i don't know no, I love the Ignatian Study Bible. That's the the Bible that I use, and yeah. it's really cool to see like the footnotes and the yeah. context. Um, something that Father Bryce says in the podcast that we recorded with him, um, he says that there's a veil on Scripture for mm -hmm. us because it's written in um, it's written in the Western world. Western world? No, we are the Western. We're the yeah. East. It was written in the yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And so we have like a veil over it because the context is different. The, the frames of reference are different. Um, and so it's just a little bit difficult to understand just reading it as it is. Right. Right. So 
um, the the study Bible has like why they would have said this or right. And th there's all kinds of things, but if you, especially when you start reading the Bible, you're going to read something and be like, well, what the heck does that mean? I don't, what, yeah. what are they trying to say? And so these little footnotes and explanations kind of help us to understand. Oh, this is this is what they were saying. This is what's what's going on. Yeah, so yeah, that'd be, that'd be helpful. Um, uh, FYI, the ones that are in St. Thomas, if you're on campus or in the Adoration Chapel, those are the Ignatius RSV Bibles. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's what we have in the church. Yeah, I love those. I love those so much. Yeah, my favorite. Um, sweet. Well, those are all the questions that we've gotten from you guys on Instagram today. So if you have more questions, throw them down at the bottom of the screen. You can either. Mm -hmm comment your questions or there's a little question a question mark at the bottom of the screen you can also click on that and submit a question that way um so feel free to do either of those but mm -hmm. while we're waiting for you guys to kind of give us your questions we've got some questions from the what the catholic box so if mm -hmm. you are just joining us father patrick and i were just talking about how um we're going to be doing this like we do podcasts um for what the catholic and so we're going to go through some of those questions and just kind of mm -hmm. talk about those topics um so let's dive in, shall we? Dive in. We, we start off with, a, uh, with an easy one. Um, <laughs> if, if God exists and if God's this good God, why does he allow evil things to happen? Um, very, <laughs> very simple no question. Problem. Um, so I guess I'll just start off by saying that this has been a question um, that has, has, um, been at the heart of people for centuries. Um, if you've ever asked yourself, like, why do bad things happen to good people? Um, that that it's a good question to ask. And it's a hard question to ask. Because if we believe that God is all powerful, all loving, he does all these good things, nothing is outside of his control. Why does it so often seem like that is not the case? You know, yeah. um, we all experience suffering, we experience anxiety we experience you know disappointment rejection um natural disasters even just a, a pandemic that's plaguing the world yeah um, why does god allow all these things to happen um so i guess um yeah feel free to jump in because i don't i don't want to like just no, you, talking, i'm gonna but... let you start and i'll jump, <laughs> yeah, I'll jump okay. in you okay, got perfect. this um so i think it's important number one to say that there's a, it's important to say that God allows these things to happen as opposed to God causes these things to happen. Um, because God, God doesn't punish us in that kind of way. He's not going to make you suffer because of these things. Um, he's not going to inflict this kind of, of cruelty and suffering on you just out of his will. Um, but he can't allow, he does allow these things to happen for a variety of reasons. And I think it, it roots itself ultimately just in, in the reality of, of sin in the fallen world. Um, so he gave us this gift of free will, which means we can choose good or we can choose bad. And when we choose bad, people are impacted by that. Um, and so it's a lot of suffering and, and things just come from peop other people's bad decisions make us suffer. Um, the, the disharmony that, that we've seen in, in, cre in creation in the natural world um, allows the, these things to happen. Um, because God has set kind of like a natural order to things, he doesn't just interfere with it. He doesn't inhibit our free will. He doesn't prevent us from doing things because he knows it's going to hurt somebody because they, they gift of freedom is the, the biggest thing that he's ever given us. And he would never inhibit or take away our freedom. He loves us too much to do that. Um, so, um, 
Yeah, so it's, it's a result of his love for us that he allows these things to happen. And he knows that it's hard. He knows that it's difficult. And I think the ultimate answer to, to why, okay, so he allows us to do this, what good can come from that? The reality of Jesus speaks directly into this problem of suffering because Jesus came into this world and offered us the greatest gift that we could ever receive, and that's our salvation through suffering. He suffered. He suffered the worst suffering imaginable. He died. He gave everything. And because he suffered, um, St. John Paul II wrote a beautiful letter on suffering, Salvifici Dolores, and it's, it's the suffering of Jesus that, that allows him to suffer with us. Um, we know that we're not alone in our suffering and our anxiety and in our whatever situation we find ourselves in because we know that Jesus suffered it too. He suffered with us. Um, and we ask the question, why? Why does God allow this to happen? Why? Why would he do that? And I think that it's a good question to ask, and it's a question that's hard to answer because we, we, don't, know, we don't know God's will, right? Um, but what, what's important to recognize is that when I'm suffering, God is suffering. Jesus is with me suffering and he's able to speak to my heart in a particular way that that maybe you that that I'm open to hearing um, because I when I'm suffering I recognize that I need somebody else I need help I can't do it on my own and I'm open to to receiving a message that God might have for me to to feel his presence in a particular way um, he's able to bring an incredible strength out, out of out of those times of suffering um, I think Peter one of the uh, Peter Paul they all talk about um, just like the trials of life that build up faith, that make us, it, it solidifies our belief in the Lord. And so um, just in my own life, reflecting on the hard times in my life have always brought incredible fruit. Um, if I persevere and stick through that and, and just continue to, to recognize and remind myself that God is with me in that. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think what you when you're talking about St. Peter and St. Paul bringing to life these trials, um, I mean, the the infamous line of St. Paul um, is like, my power, your power is made perfect in my weakness. Mm -hmm. Like it is when we are weak, it is when we are struggling that, that the Lord is closest to us because he knows, like he understands on a very human level what that feels like. Right. Um, and he is near to us, even though he has like allowed this to happen um, for reasons we might not understand. Um, he, yeah, like what you said, he did not mm -hmm. cause the suffering. He did not cause the evil, um, but he's allowed it because the Lord works wonders and like works mm -hmm. all things for his good. Right. Like, right, um, right. so he can bring the most beautiful things from our deepest suffering. Um, mm -hmm. Like in this time, like right now, I mean, things are, things are hard and there's no no rhyme or reason for why these things are happening or how like how these things are occurring but i think that there's something really beautiful happening within our church within our culture um people are coming together people are right so sacrificial right now and um uh, kindness is making it come back and yeah good just, news we, is we making it come see, back. we can see lots of fruits from from times yeah. of suffering um, which does not make it necessarily easier to enjoy right. it, but it does, it does give hope. And that's why I think we can have like the, the temptation to think like we, and we hear all these writings of the saints who are like rejoicing and stuff like they're, they're happy to suffer. And we don't have to like, because, because good things can come from suffering doesn't mean I have to therefore say like, I should, well, then it's, it's not, it's okay. It's okay. You know, it's okay to acknowledge that it's hard. 
and to tell yeah. God in your own prayer, like, God, I'm really struggling right now. And this is really difficult and I feel alone and, and, and all these things. Um, we don't have to pretend like it, it's, it's everything's perfect just because I know God's going to do something from it. Um, right. Be honest in your own prayer with the Lord of where you're at and just like tell him how it is. And, and in that even more good, I think is going to come just acknowledge and be honest with, with how you're feeling and what's going on. Yeah. It's okay to struggle. We don't have to, you know, pretend like, oh, I'm suffering, but everything's okay and good. You know, <laughs> it's, it's okay to just like suffer and, and, not, and struggle with it. Um, Absolutely. Even the, the Lord draws close to us even in that spot. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that just about covers it. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. like, like we said earlier, if you're just hopping on, hop on to um, the comments or the questions and we will answer those questions mm -hmm. as they come in. Um, yeah. While you were talking, Father, I think we got a question. Um, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, so it says, is it true that mixing regular water with holy water makes more holy water? Holy. Right. I've never thought about that. So yeah, I've heard uh, I've heard people say like as long as like it's like you know, as long as there's more holy water than regular water, then it becomes more holy water or something like that. Um, I would I would uh, generally, I guess, discourage that. Just like you know, because then I'll have this holy water, then I'll just like keep adding more water, and then I'll always have holy water, so to speak. Or I've even heard I don't know, I've. I don't think this is real, but I've heard a rule. Like you can do that once, but, but you can't do that more than once. And, you know, when we're getting into that kind of, you know, yeah. neck of the woods. Um, so I would say if, when you're out of holy water, come to the church and get new holy water. Um, Cause most churches always have um, holy water available. St. Thomas has, has a holy water font that's always full. Cause I know doc checks it probably multiple times a day. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I would say come, come to get more holy water um, Perfect. instead of trying to, kind of stretching it out why why dilute it whenever you can just come get some more absolutely yeah and i think a lot of churches too have been just like putting holy out water out for people to come yes. in by and grab too so just be on the lookout for that as well but yeah, yeah just come by we got ask it. us i'll bless the water whenever you need yeah i i can't do that but father patrick <laughs> father patrick will bless the water whenever right. you need right, right right i don't have that capability it'll just be water <laughs> But great. I think that that answers that question. So yeah. again, if you have any questions, put them in this Drop little question box and then for the comments section. Um, but the next question we had from what the Catholic um, was the topic of mortal versus venial sins, mm -hmm. which also a super easy topic. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we picked uh -huh. some really good ones. Right, some right, right, right. So the question, I think it was something along the lines of like, how do I know what's a mortal sin versus what's a venial sin? And how can I forgive the mortal sins? And how do I forgive the venial sins? And just kind of understanding, because we, we, we can use these terms and not really, if you weren't, yeah. you know, if you didn't really pay attention in CCD or religion class, which honestly, most of us didn't, um, <laughs> you wouldn't really know what that meant. And it honestly wasn't until seminary that like, I really got a good understanding of, of what these things mean. Mm -hmm. um, so sin is... Um, things, things that we do against the law of God. So bad decisions that we make um, are what we, we, we would call sins. And we get this, we get it, we get like a, a there's a, a, a different levels of severity of sin. And we get this actually from the first letter of John, I believe, where he talks about a sin that's to death. And then there's a sin that's not to death. And so the sin to death that would result, would result in death, we would call a mortal sin. 
that word kind of it, it means death and then a venial sin would be the lesser sins the sins that don't you know bring death but still are bad and um typically whenever we talk about a mortal sin uh the church will, will use three three criteria to say what's a mortal sin uh, so the first criteria is that it's grave matter so something that's that's a serious serious matter the difficulty is that there's not like uh there's no uh crystal clear list what is grave matter what is not grave matter right um so th it makes it a little bit difficult to see like you know what is grave or not um so typically like um since se sexual sins would be things of grave matter um like serious lying would be something of grave matter um killing would be something of grave matter uh not attending mass willingly like choosing not to go to mass not to keep holy the lord's day um this kind of uh, idolatry blasphemy those kinds of things um though so it's got to be something serious a, a grave matter um the next thing is that i have to know that it's grave matter um so if i do something that like oh gosh i didn't know was i was i mortally sinning this whole time well if, if you weren't aware that it was a mortal sin you can't be held responsible for something that you weren't aware of so it's got to be serious and you have to know that it's serious um if you're unsure you sure you have a responsibility to seek that out you can't just like willingly keep yourself ignorant but you have, you have to know that that it's that it's grave matter and then you have to freely choose it um, it's got to be a totally free choice that, that I chose to do. So if there's anything that's inhibiting my will um, in making that decision, then that would, that would lessen the severity of the, of the moral culpability, they call it, uh, for the sin. Yeah. Um, so if someone's forcing me to do something, if I'm, yeah, in any way, if um, they talk about just like if I'm habituated to doing something that's harder for me to not do that, uh, we can say that that would kind of it would it would it wouldn't lessen the gravity of the sin but it would lessen your own moral culpability um, because i'm not totally free in choosing that um, so we can a lot of times i think equate mortal sin and grave matter so like not everything's a mortal sin if i don't know it if i don't freely choose it but that it, there are still serious things mm -hmm. um, these things that aren't as serious they're not grave i didn't you know know it i didn't really choose it these kind of more incidental incidental things we'd call venial sins um and forgiveness of those so confession obviously is the just like the normal way we receive forgiveness uh confession uh you have to the 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 technical rule would be like you have to confess your mortal sins that's technically all you have to confess it's good to to confess venial sins and these other little imperfections that we're struggling with um but you the more um confession is the the usual way that you, you receive forgiveness from mortal sins um Venial sins are actually forgiven. Um, this part, the parts in the mass, the, the, the beginning of mass, wherever we, we make that uh, penitential rite, we say, I confess, or we say, Lord, have mercy, those kinds of things, asking God for those forgiveness, for that forgiveness and the reception of Holy Communion. That actually offers forgiveness for our venial sins, but mortal sins ordinarily um, have to be confessed uh, to the priest. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I've heard it explained. Um, so that's like a great, a great explanation of of mortal and venial sin. Um, mm -hmm. So if you missed that, rewind, go back <laughs> to that. Um, but something that is kind of a little bit more abstract. So maybe um, you still have trouble with like, okay, like getting that through your head of like mortal versus venial. And something that's been told to me and the way that I see it is venial is turning away from the Lord 
even in little things. Um, so like little ways that you're turning away from the Lord, um, because we're created for a relationship with, with Jesus, with God. And so we, because we're created for a relationship with him, when we like go against that relationship in any way, if we're turning away from that relationship, taking our eyes off the Lord, um, that is a venial sin. Um, so I know that's very abstract, but it's, it's right. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then mortal sin is separating yourself from the Lord. Um, so a lot of people will say, well, because I sinned mortally, the Lord doesn't love me or because I sin, um, Jesus like gets taken away from me or he goes away from me or, or whatever. But that's not the case. The case is that when we sin, we freely choose that, like we talked about earlier, with um, free will. We freely mm -hmm. choose to, to turn away from the Lord. We freely choose to separate ourselves from the Lord. Um, and so when we do that, it is us that is breaking breaking that relationship with Jesus. And that is why we, we come back to come back right. to the, the sacrament of confession and, um, yeah, through prayer. Um, and so... I just think that that is like good for me to remember is that yeah. it's never the Lord that leaves us. It is us that leaves the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And I think um, like the, the distinction um, can be hard to understand. Like, okay, is this a mortal sin? Is this not a mortal sin? Do I have to confess this? Do I have to not confess this? Can I go to communion? You know, all these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. um, err on the side of just let the Lord into it. Come to, come to confession. Just let whatever's if, if that's if something's pricking your conscience, it means there's something there. And the Lord wants to speak to that. And so instead of holding it in, which I do like, ah, I don't think so, I might it, it still it still kind of weighs on us. And if we just come to confession and just give that to the Lord, the peace and the freedom that we'll experience after that, um, it, it's just, it's it's so simple. Um that we just kind of we very easily talk ourselves out of it um so so whether whether or not whatever the sin is um confess it to the lord let the lord into it and and give your heart and your mind the peace and that freedom of just knowing like i'm i'm in i'm in total relationship with god right now um those things yeah. that we can kind of talk ourselves out of like oh i don't know is it you know feel like the how far is too far kind of thing um just yeah. let let, let yeah, the lord just, into it yeah just seek the lord's mercy i know for a lot of people um, confession can just be scary in general. Um, mm -hmm. so like, yeah, I think that when I, how can you I, be scared I, of me? Really? <laughs> Honestly, look at that face. Um, I think that, I think that when I was coming back to the church, um, and coming back to my faith, I think that confession was really scary for me because there's yeah, a lot yeah. of things that I needed to like, um, that I needed to confess that I like hadn't. Um, and I just needed, there was a lot of there's a lot of things being transformed in my life and so there was a lot of times when i was going to confession and i was just like embarrassed or scared or um yeah just like whatever the case was and i think that when i started going to confession regularly um without necessarily mortally sinning um mm -hmm. i think that that is when the transformation of my heart started happening towards the sacrament of confession because in our mind psychologically if we're going to the conf if we're going to the confessional every time we mess up bad um then we right, like, right. Then it's a punishment right like yeah. we're, mm -hmm. we're viewing the sacrament as a punishment for what we've done wrong and that's right. just like subconscious it's not even yeah. oh yeah it's not even truth at all but it's just like what we are associating confession with and so it's scary every single time however if we start to go to confession and we do it regularly whether or not we 
have mortally sin. Now, when you mortally sin, you should go sooner rather than later. You should right. be like, well, I just went a few days ago, but I, I'm going in two weeks, so it's fine. Like, no, yes. if you're in a state of mortal sin, go to confession immediately um, or as soon as possible because it's important. Um, but I think if, so like, for example, I go to confession, um, like every two, two to four weeks, mm -hmm. um, without fail. Um, I don't go longer than four weeks. And if I do, you can tell <laughs> my heart is all confuddled, I guess. Right, so, right. But if we go every, like every so often and we make it a regular occurrence, um, and we're confessing venial sins when, when they're venial and mortal when they're mortal, um, then I just think it it becomes this like renewal rather than this yes. like, punishment. Yes. Um, Super and it's important. Just, like, it just changes the mindset um, mm -hmm. of your subconscious. Yeah, no, I think that's an excellent point. Um, because when I'm going every two, three, four weeks or so, even if I don't necessarily have to, then that, it separates confession from a punishment to, to like actually God coming to speak to what I'm struggling with and then just a, right. the, that kind of transformation that's a great point um and i think and the church requires just like in case anybody's wondering the church requires us to go to confession once a year correct um, but when is it ever when is it ever good enough to just do the bare minimum like right, right? like in anything else we'd be like oh well that's all i'm required to do so check that box see you later right. like mm -hmm. um just because you only need to go to the doctor once a year for a checkup if you're sick, you're going to go to the doctor, right? Like mm -hmm. if there's something going on internally, you're going to go see a doctor. Right. Um, why wouldn't we do the same thing with our, with our soul? Right, 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 right. Um, that's, I, I really, that's an excellent point. Great, great job. Great stuff. That's so good. So, so good to remember. Yeah. Uh, because confession's not just, it's not, I'm not just being punished. Right. And we're not being punished. Like, right. Uh -huh. That's like the, the crazy part is that's not what it is at all. Like mm -hmm. we are not being punished by complete, like the complete opposite. We are receiving the Lord's mercy. Yeah. No the matter greatest, what yeah. you do, yeah. right? Like, no matter what you have to confess, like you always know the answer, right? Yeah. Like you mm -hmm. always know that absolution is waiting. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just think that there's so much, there's so much hope in that. And, um, but, but I know that it can be scary, especially if we're seeing it as mm -hmm. I'm only going when I sin mortally. Right. Because I've been there. Like, I know that it's hard. Because, mm -hmm. um, yeah, every time we're scared, I'm just not mean. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we're scared the priest is going to judge us. We're scared that. Right. Which is, I mean, I've been there. I've, I've felt that. Um, even now I feel that. Because um, the priest is going to judge me for, you know. And mm -hmm. um, However, um, that every time I have that fear, it's always proven wrong, personally. Um, yeah. So promise you, we're not going to judge. Promise you, we've probably heard it before. Um, you're not alone, and we want to give you that that mercy. And there's like a beautiful grace that, like, I as a missionary work with chaplains like Father Patrick and Father Mitch all the time, and I go to confession with Father Mitch and Father Patrick all the time. And so um, I think that it would be it's yeah it's really intimidating to like go with people you know um and i think that that's like a common common fear as well but there's a huge grace that a lot of priests receive um like one they can't talk about it outside of the confessional because of the seal like that can never happen um so there have been times when i have like forgotten that i said something in confession and i'll talk to father patrick or father mitch about it outside of confession and they're like 
I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't. And so there's like the special grace of like not remembering too um, mm -hmm. their release because this is a sacrament. Like we have to remember, like, this is like supernatural. This isn't just like a normal one-on-one -on -one meeting. Like yep. Jesus, Jesus is present. And so um, I just think we, we got to change our mindset of, of that too. Like this right, is supernatural. Right. It's like the, the little things that we worry about in our natural lives, like they don't, they don't, they don't exist here. Like that's not yeah. the same. Yeah. Great. So. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, Maybe cool. a, a beautiful way to, to wrap up because I see we're at we're at two thirty. We are we are at two thirty, so we're probably gonna. Did, did anyone up. send Did anyone send questions that like nope. today? Okay, I don't I don't really know who sent someone today. Yeah, but I think I think that was it. Um, great. So if you guys go ahead. No, I said just great. That's it. Perfect. So if you guys are just joining us, we're going to actually hop off. So sorry. Um, but you can, <laughs> this, will, this video will be present on our story. So you can go back and watch our conversation. Um, you can tune in later and watch it if you're busy right now. Um, right. And I'm also going to take the audio gonna... and put it on our, on our podcast. So Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the other things. Be able to listen to it that way too. I think it's only on the story for 24 hours, right? And then it's gone. Yeah, it only stays on the story for 24 okay. hours. I think I can make a highlight. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I don't know if I can do that, but we're, we're gonna work try. Work your magic. <laughs> we're gonna figure it out. Um, but yeah, I think this is a great place to end. And if we didn't get to your questions, if you have questions that you're like, I don't want to answer, I don't want a question question to answer this way. Um, feel free to direct message us your questions. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. We'll always put a little box in the story the day of, um, and we would love to hear your questions um, and be able to answer them live. Great. Cool. Well, well awesome. Great. Fine. <laughs> yeah. You want to wrap us up with a prayer? Yeah, we can do that. Cool. In the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we thank you for this time we've been able to share together. We just pray that you would continue to bless us and sustain us open us to receiving the gifts that you desire to give us, the gifts of your love, the gifts of your mercy, the gifts of your peace. Help us to see and to know and to believe that no matter what we experience, no matter what we feel, that you are with us, that you're loving us, and that you're protecting us. We ask this all through the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Awesome. Sweet. Wow, it's so weird to not be to not be like with you we're doing i know this. yeah uh-huh usually we've got our fun little our little microphone on a water oh, yeah. bottle set up <laughs> that's right that's right all the fun things but so, one day one day one day one day soon but anyways thank you guys all for joining we are praying yeah, for you thank um and we will see you next week see you soon god bless y'all